0: Thanks for checking out the Impact Community Church podcasts. At Impact, we want to see our community change with the transforming message of Jesus Christ. We love you, and wherever you're from, we hope this message encourages you. I've been trying to get them to come, and for a while we've been down to Glasgow, some of the training there, and... uh, um... You know, our, our friends who connections with them. So we just wanted to develop a, a deeper relationship with Emma and with, with the, the team there. So it's great to have them with us today. On the back, I've been at Prayer Storm and um, speaking and teaching at Prayer Storm um, this last few days. So uh, uh, we're going to take the kids, can just go out to, the, to their classes. All those kids. And I've got a little preacher behind me. Come on. you all right, little man. There you go, little man. Um, but I'd like to, uh, to give Emma, uh, she's going to bring the word of God. I want our hearts to be open to hear what God's going to say to us today. Amen? Amen? Every heart open to what God wants to say to us. What I'd like to do is for every one of us to really honour the word of God. Come on, church. I'm talking about honouring the word of life. And I want to be, a, we want to be a church that honors the word of God and honors the ministers that come to bring God's word. So can we all stand and give a, a massive welcome to Emma Stark, she comes and brings the word of the Lord to us. Amen.
1: Good morning, family. How are we doing this morning? I have to say, I've not enjoyed worship as much as that in a long time. And I think because you just did it together, you know, and uh, I I love uh, your heart, and it's a real pleasure for me to be here. Although I married a Scotsman, and although we run a a church in Glasgow Prophetic Center in Glasgow, uh, you will know this is not a Scottish accent. And the uh, savvy amongst you will know that this is is an Irish accent. And anybody heard the audible voice of God? Okay, you will know he also speaks in an Irish accent. Okay, so it's a real thrill to be with you. What we're going to do this morning, if it's okay with you guys, is I'm going to uh, prophesy maybe over a couple, and then I'm going to bring the word of the Lord uh, for the church. And uh, I'll probably have you stand up and down quite a number of times in that. I'm a warrior prophet who knows that the Irish and the Scots like to fight. Okay? And. I want to get you as free as I can today. That's my aim. So you'll, you'll hear a fair amount of warfare. You might feel quite Anglican because you'll have gone up and down and up and down and up and down. But we'll just go with it. Uh, but you should be freer at the beginning, than, uh, at the end than you are at the beginning. And well, definitely the, the right way around in that. Okay, so uh, this is my PA and the director of our finances and also a prophet, Alison. So if she gives you a word, uh, you will be uh, really blessed. Okay, because I'm sure a number of you will want prophetic words. We'll do our best at the end to take lines of people, but we are flesh and blood, so probably not get to prophesy over everybody, but we'll have a fair stab at it if that's okay with you. So, um, Claire, who picked me up, can you just jump up? And uh, how we work with prophecy is, is this being recorded? Yes. Yes. We prefer if you can record it so you can test it. And so you can weigh it. That's just best biblical practice. So we're making sure that the recording is on before we start. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say to you, Daughter, there has been a frustration and even a little bit of boredom that has snuck into you. But you have pushed it to one side for you thought, No, I've just got to keep going because this is where I'm called to. This, you know, this land, this nation, there's going to be breakthrough here. And the Lord says, I love the fact that you've been so faithful with one portion of land. But the Lord says, I've given you an international call and I've called you for nations. And so the spirit of the Lord says, daughter, it's time, it's time, it's time, says God. And the Lord says, it is not a failure to look at the nations, but it's honoring my will for your life, says God. But the Lord says, I will give you a few more. I feel like it's about 18 months still here because there's a couple of things that the Lord says he wants you to complete before he shifts you into international waters. And the Lord would say to you, daughter, I wired you for justice, and I wired you for community, and I gave you a prophet's heart, says God, for revelation. And the Lord says, you are going to help the council even write some legislation for the area that is going to start to heal rifts between communities in this region. And the Lord says, you are going to spearhead a project and source the funding for it, says God, that will be an interracial, an interreligious project that will actually uh, at its end see many come into the kingdom of God. But the Lord says, you have the seeds of the idea of something and you are saying to the Lord, is this just me or is this you? And the Lord is saying, what you're dreaming of is actually me. And the Lord says, I now want you to talk about it. And the Spirit of God says, I want you to even write about it. So that they're, like a Habakkuk 3 says, write the vision, make it plain so it can be run with. The Lord says, so others can run with it. So we bless your body physically. Could you lay hands on her, please? We bless your body physically to come back in to strength. And you can feel the fatigue. In fact, I'm going to deal with that corporately because there's a, there's a lot of fatigue all over the room, isn't there? Like an epidemic against this church. Um, and, and so we just deal with that in you. And the Lord says, he is stopping you growing old before your time. You are like, maybe it's just because I'm in my late 40s. But the Lord says, no, daughter, I am now healing your physical frame. And we bless your hands while you remain here But we bless your hands as you join an NGO and as you are as you are called into the nations. Wow! Don't worry, we'll not prophesy everybody out of your church. It's like don't don't prophesy them all out into the. (laughs) You just want her to go to the nations. Is that what you said? (laughs) Okay. Tracy, am I, my brain is hunting for a name. Andy, okay, do you want to jump to your feet? Uh, the Lord is saying to you, daughter, you prayed for families and you contended for children. And the Lord says you were faithful in that contention. And the Lord says, then you contended for this family, this church family. The Lord says, I have given you a new anointing. And it is to contend for region and territory. And the Lord says, do not hold back and think that's too big and that's too much. For the Lord would say to you a rare thing. He says, daughter, I trust you. And the Spirit of the Lord says, I've given you authority, but you have been wary of using it in case you overstep the mark, haven't you? And actually, you thought about praying for some things and you decided not to. Is that not true? And the Spirit of the Lord says to you, daughter, I want you to go after some territorial and regional issues. And the Spirit of the Lord says this to you, daughter, your main anointing is as a prophetic watchman. And the Lord says, you are to stand on the walls and you are to turn back the battle of the gate. Now, I get to do this very rarely because you are not just one with a prophetic gift. You are one who carries the office of a prophet. And there is governmental prophetic weight on your life And so I'm going to put my hand on your head, my lovely. And we loose to you the fullness of your call and the ability to step in to that territorial governmental leadership place where you can command the spirit realm over a region and call it back into order. And the Lord says to you, son and daughter, there were some family decisions that you broke your heart over. And the Lord says to you, You did not make a mistake. Uh, And the Lord says, I celebrate the integrity of your decision making. And the Lord says, You are coming into a time where you're going to have to say no again. And the Lord says, It is okay. For you to say no in these circumstances. For the enemy would want to raise up a spirit of usury against you. That you would feel I've got to plug every gap. And the spirit of the Lord says no. I will send you particular people for particular situations. That particularly align with your anointing. And the Lord is just giving you freedom to say no. And I feel you in particular you just said, yeah yeah. And there is such a sense of fatigue. And the Lord says to you son son you're an intelligent man and you are a capable man but you started to to doubt that and the Lord says I am going to enable you to believe what I say about you and no longer what you say about you for the Lord says you have not disappointed me now I don't know what you do for a living and what your your occupation is but I have to say it doesn't look like it honors you in the way that it should and you can feel it all around you in the spirit like the dishonor and the spirit of the Lord says I will disconnect you to reconnect you somewhere that honors you. And so the Lord says, do not fear even the leaving and the promotion that will come. For there's a sense of if I, you know, if I, if I leave, will there be financial crisis? And you can feel that. But the Lord says, there will be a leaving and a disconnecting and even a reconnecting. And I felt like it wasn't even moving from one job to another seamlessly. I actually felt there was going to be a little time where there was not employment, but very short. And the Lord says to you, son, you're going to come to a screaming moment. You're very close to the screaming moment in your work anyway, aren't you? And the Lord says to you, it is okay to walk and to not support that which is not integrous. And the Lord says, I will open another door for you. Ooh! So, I mean, raise your hands towards him. We just release the courage that you need to be able to walk the path of integrity. But the Lord says, can you just look at me? It's really important. Do, the Lord says very clearly, do not go and apply for that which you are less than. The Lord says, I want you to apply for jobs that you think, I would never in a million years get that. I'm not qualified. The Lord says, it does not matter what you think about your qualifications. It matters, says God, that I put an anointing on it. Amen. Amen. Oh, <laughs> Don't let him settle. Don't let him settle for something less than him. Okay, let me just... um preach and and prophesy a little bit and I'm going to uh, prophesy over your leaders uh, uh, in the middle of it. Okay. I heard the Lord say this. Impact Church, it is your time to shine. I am getting ready, says the Lord, to draw the gold out of you. And there is something in you that has been hidden that will shine in a way in this community that it has never shone before. And the Lord says, I will even take the hiddenness off you so that the wider community can even make a greater withdrawal on you. And the Lord said to me, Emma, do you feel their frustration and do you feel the pain of their delays. And I felt you had been constantly in processes where you're like, oh, here we go again. We're riding this mountain. We're not where we want to be. It feels delayed again. And the Lord says... It is time for the treasures in you to be brought forth and to be seen. For you are pivotal in the community, but you are pivotal not just to serve the community. You are pivotal, says the Lord, in the governance of the community. And there's a sense where you said, I'll serve, I'll serve, I'll serve. You know, we will just plug every gap we have the energy to plug. But the Lord says, it is not always a bottom-up approach And the Lord says, I am giving you a bottom-up approach, but I'm giving you a top-down approach. And the Lord says, I will give you the ears of the leaders and those in the corridors of power governmentally for this region. And the Lord says, you will be those who say, actually, no, this community needs this and this and this and this. And the Lord says to you, a new building for you will be part of it. And the Lord says, it is not the time to put money into the reef of this place for this is a very short term premises says God and the spirit of the Lord says you have forgotten how to dream extravagantly about what I want to give you says God and you have thought well maybe we'll extend or maybe we'll better this but the Lord says it is not the day of the extension it's the day says God of a completely new premise And the Lord says, there are trusts and funds who I have already set in place, says God, who will back you up, says the Lord. And the Spirit of the Lord says, it is not about you raising the money from your own pockets, although you will obviously give towards it. But the Lord says, majoritively, the funding will come from outside this house. And I will, well, I'm prophesying what I'm coming to later, but I will need to break something for you. But the Lord says this from Ezekiel 12, 28. Therefore say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. None of my words will be delayed any longer. And one translation says, no more delay and who's like I would like no more delay spoken over me okay whatever I say will be fulfilled declares the Lord and so I felt like the Lord was saying look you uh can have the Ezekiel 12 28 and you can have it right now Woo! that there is no more delay so just raise your hands all over the room I just speak right now in the mighty name of Jesus. It's my joy to fight for you and to say no more delay. No more delay. And we know in Daniel 7, keep your hands up because you're just grabbing hold of this. We know in Daniel 7 that Satan tries to set the times. And so where Satan has set the timings of this church and kept you in repetitive cycles, we break that hold in Jesus' name. And the repetitive cycles now shift to be able to be those, for you to be able to be the people who walk a straight path. Path into your destiny. You can put your hands down. Okay, so that's the first. Who and the Spirit of the Lord says it is time for a restructure. I mean, you know this anyway, but now we're just making it public. That's what prophets do, and uh, it's time for a reorganization of the people and a realignment of the people. For the Lord says, I want you to. Put to build a structure that is for growth because actually you can feel uh, the weariness of well-doing on your, I don't even know who is all your leaders, but we could probably prophesy and pick them out, but you can feel it because you are holding so much and the Lord says it is time to reorder, reorganize, realign, restructure uh, in this time so that you are building for growth. You never asked to be a mega church but you will be a church that is significantly large, says God, not because you're number orientated, because you're not, but actually because you're trusted by God. Okay? Now, this year, 2018, uh When the prophets get together, uh, you know, November, December time, and they're looking for the word of the Lord for the year, the international kind of community of prophets, we have agreed really that this is the year of the door. And that it is time to go through and into a new place. And it's about going beyond where you have been before. And the Lord would say even over you as part of that uh, word over the nations that you are going to go beyond where you have gone in provision and in God, seeing God in your finances. I felt like that was top of the list. That the financial need was was really great. And God said, no, you will go beyond what you've been before. The Lord says, you will go beyond your last place of victory. You will go beyond the last level of your strength. You will go beyond the last level of glory. You will go beyond your last business deal. You will go beyond the last level of working miracles signs and wonders you will go beyond even geographically where this church has been planted and you will go beyond even expectations and dreams says the Lord for it is time to step over and step into the days of going beyond for this is the go beyond season in the earth and the Lord welcomes right now this church into it come on you can get a little bit happy about that okay work with me work with me Sometimes prophets come and we prophesy to hearts, and that's a job. Sometimes we are declaring to the principalities and powers, you have to say it with an Irish accent, powers, okay, we're declaring to the principalities and powers, what is shifting in a region? So we have just decreed something very significant. And so the principalities and powers have got to back down because you are now going Beyond. But I heard the Lord say this. There's a lot of sickness in this church. And it really bothered me when I was warfaring for you over the weeks. Do you know how it works? I don't just turn up the day before and go, what am I going to say, God? Whenever it goes in the diary, I start to pray for you. So when I turn up, I feel like I love you already, do you know? (laughs) Because you're, you're... You're in my heart. And I could have wept for your infirmity, actually, and the level of like boom and bust in health issues. And I heard the Lord say this I want to force the trauma that you carry out of you. And the Lord says, I am going to heal nervous systems, depression, and mental health issues. But the Lord says, I will force the trauma, even of the abuse that came against some of you that has shut you down. This day, there will be a miracle and bullying and abuse that traumatized you will leave today, says God. That's quite a promise, isn't it? And the Lord says, the trauma that you have carried individually, because there's individual trauma, but there's corporate trauma. The Lord says the corporate trauma that you carry is not failure, but the trauma is the pain and the cost of pioneering and pushing forward and deciding that you're going to keep going that you did in the previous season. And the Lord says you are coming to a time where you are going to be amazed at the level of joy that will start to overcome your trauma. And no longer will you have to come and pretend in church that you're happy because it seems like it's the thing to do. Can we just be honest about that? The Lord says there will be genuineness in that. You will wake up, says God, with faith thoughts that you didn't even think were possible rather than self-harm thoughts You will see your way through where you could not before. And the Lord says there is a new energy coming to you from heaven. You are going to see where to go and you're going to gain momentum. And the confusion will break off you. And the Lord says the captivity, even corporately against the church, from your previous season of pioneering, which nearly knocked you out, will break off. And as you choose to move forward, the Lord says, I will send an energy by my spirit and supernatural things will happen to you in the night. And you are going to start to wake up with a vibrancy that is unrecognizable, says God. And the Lord says, my energy is coming to my people. My energy It's coming to my people. What you could not press through before, now an energy comes and you can. There is an energy for breakthrough. And the Lord says you will overtake. There is a force and an energy and a dynamic of the power of God that he is releasing right now. And what you could not break through before, you will now smash through with ease. Now I'm going to pray for you in two sections. But can you jump to your feet because we're going to deal with the trauma. This is a demonic spirit. Now, how do spirits work? Their spirit, their breath, their breath, okay? So we breathe them out. Because their spirit, their breath, okay? We don't have any Hollywood histrionics. There's no need for that when we're dealing with demonic things. They just bow the knee to Jesus, all right? And so I'm going to bind them. And remove the spirits of trauma. Now, some of you will feel like you want to yawn or burp or cough or other places that wind comes out of, all right? It's the only time in church you're allowed to do that unless Elijah tells you otherwise, okay? But that's the way that spirits come off, all right? You're getting a a mass deliverance. 101 here. All right. So work with me and just let it go. So in the name of Jesus, I speak to the spirits of trauma that have sat on you individually, but have also sat on you corporately as a church because of the fight that it was to get here and I bind you just as the word of God says and I say you spirits of trauma you are leaving these people and you are leaving this house right now in the mighty name of Jesus and I call you off and I call you up and I call you out on their breath and we all just blow out and as these people blow out come on you need to blow out with me there should be no minds closed here we blow out all of the pain we blow out all of the Trauma from the last season, and we say it is gone, and it is separated from this church in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Is anybody um, is anybody stuck with it? Anybody stuck? Anybody feel that the trauma is stuck? Alison, quickly go and lay hands on. We want to make sure everybody comes together. You're a family. You go together. Is your hand up as well for being stuck? Do you mind if I do this on a microphone? You all right with that? Look at me, my lovely. Look. Okay, scary, scary. I speak to every trauma that has held you, and I say, you may not have her, and she is not yours, and you are leaving her right now on the breath, okay? Take a big, deep breath, and out it comes. You need to blow it out. Look, keep looking at me. Keep looking at me. Good girl. You're doing a super job. Well done. Well done. Now, does that feel any better? It's a bit tight around your neck. Okay, I'm just going to put my hands on it. We release, keep looking at me. We release the fire of God on your trauma. And we say right now, get off her. And take another big deep breath. Don't hyperventilate. but another big deep breath. And off it comes. Okay, let me pray something else. I give you back your voice. And the Lord says, the trauma shut you down. And it stole your voice, didn't it? And the Lord says, right now, daughter, I'm giving you back your song because you used to love to sing, but I feel like that's been shut down. But the Lord says, more than that, I'm giving you back your vocal opinion. And the Lord says, you will speak and you will be heard rather than partnering with that mute or that silent spirit. And so I bless your voice right now to be heard in Jesus' name. How does that feel? Better? Better. Jesus always wins. Whoa, wow, you can have a seat. Is it very, very hot in here? Right, (laughs) so the next part of that kind of infirmity thing, uh, I went to Proverbs 18 verse 14 uh, in the New King James Version and it says this, the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. In other words, if your spirit is strong, when any sickness comes, you'll be able to get over it. But a wounded spirit, who can handle? Who can bear? And so what the Word of God is saying here is, when sickness comes to you physically, your spirit will fight it. But when your spirit is crushed physical issues can really take over very easily. That's what that scripture is saying. And the enemy has had an assignment to break your spirit so that you have no ability to deal with physical sickness when it comes or physical weaknesses. And Satan has a working order. He will harass you and break you inside and then send a physical condition that you will have great difficulty with standing. That's the order of the word of God. And that broken spirit is when life's difficulties have started to stack up and they have crushed you and you have no ability to resist. It's when you've lost that ability to stand and even a small thing is like a major stress. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And when your spirit is crushed, depression is very, very easily lands on you. It's part of being crushed inside. And we have to get to the place where our insides are strong and we have to have our spirits mended so that you've got the ability to resist, resist the stress, resist the physical things that come. And we, when we have a strong spirit, we tend to have more victories and we overcome. So I want you to make this decree. I need a strong spirit. spirit. But I heard the Lord say this. The enemy had sent fragmentation to scatter and to splinter you so that you would never prosper and we know that the medicine for that in Isaiah 61 is the spirit of the sovereign lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bind up and i felt like people had come to this house and then nearly as fast as they come in they'd left like there was like a like a revolving door on occasions just because of the fragmentation and this the assignment of scattering rather than the sense of wholeness and And togetherness that enabled them to stay and to build. And it is meant, it's very difficult to grow and move forward because you're always dealing with people fragmented on the move. Does that make sense? Am I talking to the right people this morning? You're looking a little bit stunned. Okay. And so my job this morning is to pray for emotional wholeness and to deal with that fracturing, scattering assignment. And just to ask for more of the Holy Spirit... Who wants to be well inside? At least half of you, that's great. Let's stand. Come on, let's just open your hands before the Lord family. And that's just, you're taking a posture of saying, I want to receive, aren't you? So where you have felt internally... Scattered, internally fragmented, internally broken, internally easily stressed, easily button pressed, I now speak to you. Be bound together and whole in Jesus' name. And there is a miracle happening to many of your insides where you are just having the Spirit of God bind you, like Isaiah 61 says, back together. And I speak to that assignment against this house that you would be a revolving door house. And I say, that ends today And we release the ability for the community to come and for the community to stay and for the community to grow in Jesus' name. Okay, have a seat. Jeremiah twelve five and 6, another verse that the Lord gave me for you. Uh, you'll know it well. If you've raced with men on foot and they've worn you out, how, how can you compete with horses? If you stumble in a safe country, how will you manage in the thickets by the Jordan? And so really this is saying, look, if you went at the speed of men, but you got tired out, you have to learn a faster pace to go as fast as horses. Now, my question in that scripture is, why? If, if I got tired out at the pace of men, why would I even consider moving like a horse? And the Lord says, you do need to up the pace. And the reason is clear in that second part of the verse, because you're at the thickets by the Jordan. And Jordan is the place where you cross over. And Jordan is the place where you move into promised land. And Jordan is the moment where you step through your open door. And what we know about the thickets of the Jordan, when we cross-reference it with a uh, Amos and Jeremiah and Zechariah is that the thickets of the Jordan is where the devouring and the mauling lions live and you are in the thickets of your greatest opposition just before your greatest breakthrough and many of you have been aware of the devouring spirits round about you and the Lord says right now I am giving this church back its momentum and I am giving this church back its speed says the Lord And the Lord says, I am giving you even back your ability to make speedy decisions. And do you remember how quickly some of you used to instinctively know what to do? And it's like it's worn off you. And the Lord says, now you need to start having some conversations, even if they are difficult. And the Lord says, take the decisions, take the decisions, take the decisions. Do not linger in the thickets. The Lord says, do not let something slide any longer, says the Lord. And the Lord says that the real war that has come around you in the thickets that wants to keep you from fullness, that wants to keep you from crossing over, is the identity that you corporately have as a church. And it's the place of pressure at the door of your future. And God says to you this morning, Impact Community Church, who are you? What a question. There is a war over that right now. Turn to your neighbor and say, who are you? Who are you for this season? How are you supposed to be seen in the community? How are you supposed to man of take, take, take it? Julie, Take it individually, who are you? And take it corporately, who are you? Well, who am I right now? We're going to deal with your spirit of smallness in a minute. But if you've ever spoken against yourself, you're going to have to start to repent. If you've ever said, we will only be, we will just be, you know, it will only look like this. You've got to start to get on your knees because you have an incredible destiny. And prophets, I have to say, maybe I should have told you a little bit about prophets before we start. I don't know how many prophets you have who come through. A few. They, they irritate and they agitate and they provoke. We don't always love that. And sometimes I wish I could go, oh, yay, great job. But actually, you never find a prophet anywhere in Scripture doing that. The job is, come on, let me, let me, just, let me just annoy you. All right? According to the Word of God. So that's what we're doing. If I didn't annoy you, I wouldn't be doing my job. And I think the prayer for this season has got to be, God, would you help me be, would you help us be who you want us to be in this season? Because the vision and the call is shifting. Now, you already know that Corinthians says you go from one degree of glory to another. All right? So I kind of have looked at a couple of chapters, Acts 19, Matthew 16, where you, you see in Scripture the words, you know, who who are you or who do you say that I am, those kind of thoughts. So I'm loosely around there. But in Acts 19 verse 11, Paul works extraordinary miracles. It's the only time in Scripture you read the word extraordinary miracles now most of us would just like an ordinary miracle wouldn't we an extraordinary one but of course Paul thought that he was to be the persecutor of the believers he thought he was to be a religious Pharisee and God wants you to lose the vision of who you thought you were to be because who you are to be is more radical And of course, God arrests Saul on the road to Damascus, makes him Paul. It took him 14 years uh, from the point of Damascus to the point of the extraordinary miracles. And we all know that it takes some time to become who you're supposed to be. But at the point of Paul's maturity, at the point of knowing who he is, at the point of knowing that he is a radical man who is not to think small, it is at that point. That The strength of his anointing goes into cloth and the prayer cloths are sent and he comes to extraordinary miracles. So I want to say to you that extraordinary miracles are going to come to this house, but it will come it, when you know who you are to be. And who you are as you have been, a vision that is too small and rewrite one that is according to your anointing. That's how it works. So, same chapter. Seven sons of Sceva, the Jewish priest's sons. Now, they love deliverance ministry. I love deliverance ministry. They have a really high regard for it. And they try to deliver a man. Anybody ever delivered anybody of a demon? Okay, good. Good, it's the first sign of the kingdom of God, isn't it? These signs shall follow those who believe. They shall cast out demons. Now, if you and I were talking about the first sign of the kingdom of God, what would you say? Oh, to love people, to heal people, to be really kind. But the first sign of the kingdom of God is the casting out of demons. That's the first thing you should be trained in. That's the first thing you should know how to do. Just saying. Anyway, I love it. I love it. So let me read you. One day an evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? Now, mercifully, this next bit has never happened to any of my deliverance ministers. Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them, and he overpowered them all, and he gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. So none of my staff have been stripped naked, I'm glad to say by a a demonized person. So the demons say, you know, Jesus we know, Paul we know, who are you? It is one thing for God to ask you, but I actually think that the demons are also saying to you, who are you? Are you actually a threat or are you not a threat? And deliverance ministry and freedom, bringing freedom from an air, to an area and being able to kick out both the personally owned demons of people and the territorial demons comes from clearly knowing who you are. That's why it's really important you know who you are. And the question today that God is saying is, you know what? What is being unlocked inside of you? How are you to move and behave at this time? How are you to restructure? Because you are heading into some things that are go beyond. So you have to be confident of what's in you. And the Lord said this, do not get distracted with the small things and the repetitive things. Break the spirit of smallness and distraction so you can see clearly who you are becoming. And God would say, it is time to break agreement with small thinking and the small way you have thought in the past for I am releasing a new anointing on this house to lead in this region. And the Lord says, even in the house, where you did not even know what to do with each other's leadership gifts, the Lord says, I am coming to end the days. I wish I could prophesy this bit everywhere and that somebody would prophesy it over me. The Lord says, I am coming to end the days of resistance against you. And the Lord says, and I will help you end the days of resisting each other. I can feel it in the atmosphere. And God showed me that there had been a major battle over your thinking, that if you thought big, it felt like it, because I think you are big thinkers, you are dreamers, you are visionaries, but when you did that, it never gained traction and it always seemed to wear you out. And so there was this kind of subtle thing that said, well, We'll, we'll think smaller. And the enemy said, okay. I'll give you some bits and pieces, let some things happen. But the Lord says, you have been resisted. You have been spoken ill of. You have been pulled down. But the smallness has capped your promotion. And the Lord says, there is a fresh anointing to lead that I want to hand firstly to your leaders and then to the church because you're all going to be leading in the community following, okay? And the Lord says, who are you? You were made to gather the littlest and the least. You were made for this community. So put your hands on your heads, head and shoulders, knees and No, that's not what we're doing. I speak to every coffin that has come around your heads that has shrunk and killed your dreams. And I speak to that spirit of smallness. And I say, you are killed right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And in Jesus' name, I loose back to you the ability to dream again and the ability to see the region change and to be able to have a vision that enables you to walk forward. And I loose to you even the ability in your personal family circumstances to see the bigger way with which God wants to work in you and through you and to you and for you. Amen. <sighs> Amen. Can Would you guys man, mind standing for me? Because I want to loose what the Lord says of um, uh, and the new level of regional uh, and territorial and actually even national leadership because uh, what happens here is going to be looked at and you're going to have to go around talking about how you did it and i've got some comment on that in a minute uh, on what exactly that might be but but you are not you are local church pastors but you do know that you're more than that but I think you forgot that you were more than that, didn't you? Yeah, you did. I mean, we're really looking at an apostle and a prophet here, aren't we? I mean, we, we really are looking at apostolic grace and prophetic grace, very senior. But I just want to, I want to deal with the toxicity that was spoken against you because you can feel it around you and, and it affects your physical frame on occasions. You, you do know that the word of God is very clear about how we speak about our leaders. You, you do know that let me the word of god says that they are due double honor Amen. so that means that we are very careful to bring double honor so that we are in line with scripture now as an aside not that they would ever say this but i'll say it for them they're like what are you going to say on our behalf oh dear that double honor in in the book of timothy actually means uh, double salary it talks we wish the word of God said more about leadership don't we but actually there's one thing it's very clear on that leaders get double pay if they're not at least double the national average salary you're not biblically honouring them right okay I mean, that, that's the word of God. You know, I didn't write the book, but it's a crazy one, isn't it? It's a crazy book. Okay, let's just deal with this. Could you just raise your hands towards him? Uh, Father, we just thank you for this mighty man and woman of God. We thank you for this apostle. And we thank you uh, for this prophetess. We thank you for the Deborah that she is. And we thank you for the Moses that he is. That between them, there is leadership and order and warfare. But Father, Allison, could you put your hands on their back? Wherever there were cursing words that were spoken against them, even by other church leaders. Actually, I think that's very strong. Even by other church leaders, we pull it off you in the mighty name of Jesus. And can we just say, it's not even true. It's not even true. And we just say right now that where that has worn you out and even affected your physical frames, we pull it off your body as well as pull it off your emotions as well as pull it off your spirit. And the spirit of the Lord says, I love the fact that you did not turn around and mirror them. And the Lord says, you kept your mouths shut even though... The Lord says, even though you could have spoken out. And the Lord says, because of that single moment where you agreed that you would work with integrity and not with criticism. The Lord says, in that single moment, I changed your destiny, says God. And the Lord says, it was at that point that I changed Drew from local to national. It was at that point that I st- rubber stamped the paperwork for the new building, says God. And so the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you, well done, well done, well done, good and faithful servants. Whew. And the Spirit of the Lord says to you, where there is sleep problems in the night in your house the Lord says I am healing your nights that there may be rest and that there may be energy again and the Lord says the spirit and the assignments of worry and stress the Lord says I am kicking them out And the Lord says, it is time even to redecorate the home because the Lord says, it is time that your home matches your new anointing. And I feel like you've just said, oh, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, you know, but actually it's not okay. And your home has got to be a refuge and not a place where you go, really? And you kind of blank out the fact that the colors don't work, but the Lord is not that I'm mean, criticizing your interior design. What I mean is the colors don't work for the new anointing. You know, and often when people go up in anointing and up in trust, you see um, uh, cars change, houses change, wardrobes change, colors change. Because actually you you just feel the anointing and it makes a lot of things just look different, okay? And and so the Lord is saying, I want you to take some time to redecorate. And the Lord says, I will even fund it. And it will not be from a, oh my goodness, how can we afford it? I actually feel that there is, I'm going to be bold in this. and I feel that you're going to come in in a very short space of time to a very significant gift that's going to be given to you personally. Normally, you would give that straight to the church, wouldn't you? Don't. It is not seed money for the church. It's bread money for you. I have to say, it is a very, it is a very rare thing that, that, that a husband and wife team give to the point of their own need to support the church. That is remarkable. And the Lord is saying, you have mixed up seed money and you have mixed up bread money. And some is to give But some is to eat, says God, as well. How how often do you ever have to say to people, you need to be a bit more selfish? I mean, that's in in essence what God is saying to you, isn't it? That's remarkable. Right, I'm getting distracted by how amazed I am at that. Okay, so, (laughs) wow. So, Father, we thank you for them. And the Lord would say to you, son and daughter, you need to take a holiday. And it's time for an extended period of rest. For the Lord says, what you are coming back into in September and October will require established energy reserves because of the pace at which the change is going to come. You have not disappointed God. He is so thrilled that he can trust you. And I speak to physical health And I say, you line up right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And whatever came down, I feel like it's a family line curse and uh, that you've prayed every which way round, but you've not uh, uh, dealt with the family line generational curse. Now, we love families, but sometimes we don't like the nonsense they send. You know what I'm talking about. So I'll put my hand on your back. We love family. But Father, where they have sent some stuff down that is even crippling and a physical curse, I cut it in the mighty name of Jesus, and I separate you out from that which has done you harm in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a seat. Woo. Wow. Guys, you are anointed. What a joy to be able to prophesy over you. Uh, we're, we're, We're sort of nearly there. Uh, This is a word that I felt like God gave to my staff, team and I, um, the beginning of the year, and we recorded it uh, on Facebook, but I actually really felt, oh, you need this anointing. So let me just uh, share it with you. The Lord would say, I am giving you an anointing for relational warfare. And I will bond you together heart to heart more than you've had the capacity to manage. Now, you can eat with most people. You know, you could have a cup of tea and a cup of coffee, but you cannot spiritually fight with most people. Our intercessor back there knows all about it. You're a mighty intercessor, aren't you? Dotted, spotty dress. Spotty dress. Yeah, you really are. Okay, man, you want her on your, on your side, don't you? Um, so, um, yeah, we have to be so relationally bonded together that you can, we can be a war people rather than just a war person. And the Lord says to you, I want to restore your relationships with each other. And restore relational warfare where you fight together to move forward rather than fight each other. For the Lord to say, I want to deal with the recent strain that has been put on some relationships within the house. And the Lord says, I will heal communication and I will restore broken bonds. So why don't you just put your hands in the air again for me. In the name of Jesus... I lose the ability for relational warfare, that you would be those now who in this moment miraculously feel a refreshed godly bonding with one another and a refreshed ability to love and to serve and to opt in rather than to look cynically or skeptically at one another. And so we speak relational healing in the house. Amen. I think nearly finally. Can't remember how much I typed. Um, we're still loosely in Acts 19. So, the deliverance ministers, the seven sons of Sceva, they have gotten beaten up. Stripped naked and kicked out. And we learn that revivals a revival started But revivals don't start because you came to church, though we wish that was the case. Moves of God don't start because you prayed in holy huddles, although that's a part of it. Revivals don't start because the worship was awesome, though that's also a part of it. But we learn in Acts that it is a confrontation that sparked a revival. There is usually a moment where life begins And my question is, what needs to be confronted here that would spark a revival and an awakening in your community? Where is the victory that will usher in the kingdom of God? And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say this, your church has been displaced. Now, what do you think? Because displacement means moved from the fullness of where it should be. So you get displaced people groups, displaced workers, ejected from its role, displaced from destiny. Does anybody think, I feel displaced from my destiny. I feel displaced from the fullness that my life should have. Just one kid at the back. Okay. And I think God is saying, Confront and overthrow displacement. Deal with it so that you can move into the reality of who you are. So I want you to agree out loud with me some declarations. I will not be displaced. I will not not stand stand or build in the wrong place. I will stand in the right place. I will not be uprooted from where I'm supposed to be. I will not be uprooted from where I'm supposed to be. So I speak on your behalf to the spirit of displacement that has displaced this church from gaining full traction like it should do in the community. And I say, spirit of displacement, we agree that you are now displaced. And that this church now sinks down into its right place where it connects with even the land and starts to take ownership of what should be yours. And there's probably only one verse anybody ever knows from Obadiah. Obadiah verse 17, chapter one. And it says this, possess your possessions. And the Lord says, It is time for you to possess your possessions. So again, the Lord says to you, Who are you? What is your reason for existing? Because the call of God on this house is not the same call of God on all the other churches round about you, because there are really great churches out there, but you've got to know, and it doesn't take much reading of the New Testament to see that each church exists for a different purpose. They get their own book. You know, Ephesus gets the Ephesians. You know, Rome gets the letter to the Romans. They don't just do all the churches everywhere. They get bespoke revelation according to their unique purpose before the Lord and so the lord is saying to you you got to know who you are and the spirit of the lord says this you are a house that will father the orphans. And you are the dominant house of healing in this region, says God. And the Lord says, I am giving you signs and wonders and miracles, says God, that will even not just put you on the map to one another, but will put you on the national press, says God. And the Lord says, you are a house for the community. And the Lord says this, when you start to run the father heart schools and you start to train in father heart and you deal with the spirit of orphan the lord says it is from those schools that you will write the book says god it is from those schools that you will start to gather says the lord it is from the single act of going after the orphan, says God, that I will open up much to you. And the Lord says, I do not want you to get distracted by other things that you think a church should do or ought to do because other churches are doing it. For the Lord says, I am entrusting you with this one thing and it is the orphan, says God. And the Lord says, from the schools, the healing and the miracles and the signs and the wonders will come and the Lord says people will come to see how you teach on father heart orphan stuff and the spirit of the Lord says I will give you new revelation as a husband and wife team and even as a church in what it means to raise orphans into sons and daughters and to even warfare that spirit out and the spirit of the Lord says I will give you such fresh victory and revelation That the Lord says the nations will come and will ask what you know come on I hope that answers the who are you question you know there's a timing on your prayers and with this I'll I'll close because you've listened very well Elijah's prayers go up don't they Three and a half years, it doesn't rain. And then he reaches back up and he grabs them and they come down. And the Lord says, you have been faithful in prayer. And this is particularly for this, what is your name? Oh, Joy. Fantastic. My Labrador dog's called Joy. (laughs) Joy. Hi, Joy. Hi, Joy. I probably don't need to say to you, I say to her, enough, Joy, get off, stop that, Joy. Okay, all right. You put some prayers up. You put a lot of prayers up. You prayed that it would be different. You prayed that you would not be stale. You prayed that you would shake the status quo. You asked for the territory. You asked for the next generation. You asked for the miracles. And the Lord says, I heard every single one of those prayers. And the Lord says, I'm telling you today, It is time for the answers to come. And I decree over you that the timing on your prayers is right now. No more delay. Why don't you jump to your feet and let me just pray over you as we close. God, would you reach down deep inside everyone on their feet. And would you pull up and out their new identity. Father, would you grab hold of their insides and would you not let them settle for smallness. But Father, in the name of your son Jesus, I loose a new movement of gifts in this house, a call for the reviving of spirit man there is someone in here who is going to know what it is to even raise the dead the Lord says there are others who are going to be raised up as deliverance specialists there are those who are going to be set on fire right now with rabid evangelism as God pulls up identities there are even particularly these ladies in the front row a group of prophets who will speak in this house. There is somebody who needs to, who's got a dream to start their own business, but has been too terrified to do it. It's you. Come, come, come. Yes. Yes. It is you, isn't it? So we just lose even the ability to begin the kingdom businesses that need to come forth. And in the name of Jesus, I pull up this house's supernatural destiny back into focus now. In Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Wow. Amen. Wow. Who feels heaven in the house? Glory of God here. Amen. Did you? We're just. Gonna, I want to ask the band to come, and we're gonna. We're gonna close uh, this morning. Did you want to prophesy? Yeah. Okay. If you need. If you need. If you need God to do something and speak into your life. We want to give you opportunity to come forward and allow allow the profit. thank you for listening today if you want to connect with us more you can find us at impactchurch.com or on social media just search impact church oldham thank you